Hi Simon, I am Salvatore from Italy. How to create free time slots from scratch when your job does not allow you to have free time at all? Thank you. How to create time when time is limited? Great question. Seth Godin is often asked, how is it possible that he writes so many best-selling books and uh, how can he be so productive? And he says, he has no TV and he doesn't go to meetings. There is so much in these two simple things. Now, I hear from you, you say, how can I do it without having time? Now, guess what? Nobody has time. If somebody works from nine to five, he has plenty of time. Think of people like um, uh, parents who have one or two kids or three kids and uh, maybe their parents to take care of and, and they run a business. So there is usually a lacking resource called time for everybody. Now the question is, how can we use it better? Let me uh, share seven ideas of what helped me and helps me every week and our team. Uh, how, what can we do to create more time? So really one thing is to get rid of the TV. And that means um, looking yourself very seriously, be honest with yourself and say, okay, will I watch Netflix? Which series? Which of the four brilliant series of uh, 800 uh, crappy series will I binge? And um, is it really worth my time? Uh, talking from personal experience, because I couldn't stop watching Narcos at all. So um, I decided for myself not to have Netflix anymore. And um, instead, I do audiobooks and uh, I do reading books. So one thing is to think about uh, what happens in um, so-called regenerational or leisure time. Can that be used in a way that is active regeneration? It's even, research even shows that, that an active regeneration is, is more restoring and refreshing than a passive regeneration like TV. So that's the one thing. The second thing is really uh, try to think about which meetings and the length of the meetings are really relevant. So if we can reduce the number of meetings or the length of the meetings by doing, by structuring them better, that's of course very helpful. But let's start with things that are even simpler. Um, one thing is to reduce the commute time to the office. If you can have one or two days of remote work per week, that's a first start. If you, if you can have um, the whole week of remote time, that's perfect. If you can uh, find an office that is near to your house or move near to the office, you can win some time there. And that can be like five hours per week, easily won. If you cannot change the commuting situation, think about using the commuting time in a in a productive way like i do lots of i have commuting like taxis to airport and then flights so in this commuting uh 
I, I listen to podcasts, very specific podcasts that I filtered upfront. And, uh, and I also listen to audible audiobooks that I downloaded upfront. So there is this intentional filtering of what is important to me, what do I want to learn? And then uh, I download them the evening before and the next day uh, I have an intentional hour during a flight, for example, or, or during a cab uh, ride. I have an intentional learning hour, which is beautiful. And there are so many audiobooks that I can recommend. I, I can do an own video if you want on that. Wonderful audiobooks right now available. So then um, automate repeating tasks. I did a video on that. It's called uh, Freedom in Scheduling, where you can automate repeating tasks, like, for example, finding time with other people. Instead of having this email ping pong, hey, when do you have time to talk? And then they write you back, but then you don't have time. So you, you do another one, and then you need a third person. And then it's three people searching for a time slot, which is very frustrating. Um, you can automate that using apps. I use Calendly, uh, but there are many out there. So this is something you can do. And my favorite is write down your priorities and make them visible to others. So cause I can tell you from when I was an employee working nine to five, uh, I had a boss and of course, when I was working uh, on something, he could come in and uh, bring new priorities in, of course. So I had behind me on the wall always a flip chart where I wrote down the current projects I'm in, the impact they should have, the timelines. So I had always my priorities visible for everybody. So when when my boss would come in, I would say, yes, of course, I can take this new, um, this new project on, of course. Um, just help me uh, reprioritizing here. So which of them will I put down or give to somebody else? And that would be a very polite, useful, productive conversation and never went wrong. So this is something somebody can do. I have clients. They do their focus card, which is our way of prioritizing the tasks. And they, they put it on a flip chart on the wall or on the door, even on the door. So I have a client, he is CEO, and uh, he has on his door the list of his priorities. It's 12 priorities. And um, whenever the rule is, you can always come to me as a CEO. My door is always open. If you want to move forward one of these 12 things with me. Or if you have a question regarding one of these 12 things, you can always come in, just come in. And the second rule is, if you want to talk to me about something that is not on these 12, then please resolve it on the appropriate place, not with me. <laughs> Don't waste my time. Which is, I think, a very interesting way of doing it. So, if you don't know the focus card, you start, we usually start with the future now, which is you narrate to yourself, uh, how do you want your future to be? And um, you try to really narrate it in a qualitative way, like you wake up in the morning, these are the people you see, that's how it feels, then you do this, uh, then you do that, then you get an email which says this. So you try to really 
uh, describe and feel the day, your ideal day in the future. And from then you do backwards planning, reverse engineering. You write down, okay, what are my long-term goals, three to five years, then the one year plan. So what will be the specific projects broken down into one year to, to get there. And then you break it down into quarterly measures, activities, and KPIs. So how will you measure the progress? And then you write who's doing what. If you're alone, it's always your name, and, but you know the tasks now. And uh, if you have a team, then you write down who's doing what in the team and you discuss it with them. So that's the, that's the focus card. You can download it on strategiesprints.com slash tools. Hi, entrepreneurs. No matter if you are going from zero to one or from one to 10, you are not alone. Our community of over 16,000 entrepreneurs has done remarkable stuff in the last few years. We've seen single parents start their business and grow to seven figures. We've even seen couples succeed as entrepreneurs together in life and work. Now, we've created workshops that can propel you to freedom and growth without needing to fly away from family and friends. Our new workshops work from anywhere, anytime, on any device. Let us help you be found when you are needed the most by the clients you truly want to work with. Check strategysprints.com slash solutions to build up your business and have fun doing it. Music.